What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Thanks for hanging out with us for this evening. Joining me as always, partner in crime over there, Chris Stuber. Chris, how are you? Doing well, Rob. How's it going? One more week until the national. We are in the official, official countdown yeah. now, aren't we? How about that? It, I can't believe how fast it comes every year, it seems. It's you're going home though too, so that's always fun. Yes, I will get to see my parents, so that'll be nice. And my sister's actually in town. Oh, fun! Have dinner with her, I think Thursday night. So that'll be that's cool. Great. Yeah. Uh, James, behind the scenes, there. How you doing? Doing well. Getting excited for the national. Yeah, yeah. I think we all are at this point. All right, so we got a packed show for you, as always. Give you a little bit of a rundown of what we have going on. Uh, we'll have Chris queue up the GoGTS Live queue of the week poll here in a minute. But we have uh, some hobby happenings, including more about what we know taking place at the National. We have not one, but two box break segments this evening, including a Chronicles trifecta from How about Pain. that? Yeah. Yeah. Plus uh, a product that released last week that I mentioned that I kind of spaced not reaching out to historic autographs, but we've got a box of flight to check out. Hmm. And we'll look at Marvel Beginnings. Fun. Plus we have a special vendor spotlight from BCW Supplies and a nice interview with friend of the program, Ezra Levine, formerly of Collectible, who's going to detail us uh, about his new venture. Uh, yeah, so packed as always, Chris. Yeah, well, that's how we do it here on GoGTS Live. It's always packed. Absolutely. Always a lot of good stuff that Rob puts together for everybody. Well, always thank fun. you, thank you. I try, yeah. I try. You do a well, very well job. The, the Magic Closet gets a workout every single week. <laughs> so I put a national-related poll question up. Just yeah. to keep with the theme that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Go ahead, Chris. Sure. Of these first-time autograph signers appearing at the National, whose autograph would you most want? Scott Rowland, Charles Woodson, Anthony Edwards, or other. And currently, Rob, with 59 votes. There's still two hours left, so if you haven't voted yet on this poll, go to the OGTS Live Twitter account and please chime in on this poll. And currently winning... Right now, Charles Woodson at 40.7%. Anthony Edwards is second at 33.9%. Scott Rowland at 20.3%. And other, 5.1%. Okay. Lots of good players there, though. Yeah, and the list of first-time signers, um, as we initially told everybody a while back, uh, has a lot of really good yeah. players. A lot of really good players. In fact, that's why we put the link in the poll question. So for reference, if you wanted to see if there was somebody else, you know, there's a couple bears uh, on there that I would probably be a little bit more interested in, like mm -hmm. Brandon Marshall. I really was a big fan of him. But like guys like Mike Allstott, Champ Bailey, Rondé yeah. Barber, you know, Leroy Butler, Larry Zonka. I mean, I mean if Hall you, of Famers it, it, that you're naming there right now, too. I mean, yeah. Leroy Butler, he's in there. Larry Zonka, I mean, some great players. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you've wanted to get a Miami piece done and you've needed Zonka, well, mm -hmm. now's your chance. So, uh, Ocho Cinco, 
is no, going to be cool. there. Yeah, yeah. Ty Law, um, Marshawn Lynch, Urban Meyer. A lot of first-time football. Uh, as for first-time national appearances in baseball, we got Shane Bieber, Jeff Blum, Prince Fielder, hmm. uh, Kirk Gibson. Nice. Um, yeah, Tory Hunter for James yeah. and the Twins. Sure. Uh, so there's some some nice people to choose from, but I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I know how James would. <laughs> yep. Move on. More to the feeling. <laughs> Anthony Edwards, without a doubt. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I honestly didn't have a dog in this fight from the list, but I would probably pick one of those bears. And I actually, I, I, Mark Carrier might be up there too. I'd have to, I'd have to probably flip a coin at some point. Yeah, I already have an autograph of Scott Rowan. I have one of Charles Woodson. I would probably go Anthony Edwards as well, just from that. Yeah the poll uh, because I don't have his autograph. Um, but as you mentioned, Rob, there's so many great players on that list. Even Rondé Barber, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame this coming year. So tons of Hall of Famers to choose from. But from our list, our poll, I would go Anthony Edwards. Okay, very good. And people definitely had some uh, opinions. And one, a couple people voting for Ant-Man and one for Ken Harrelson, uh, the Hawk. And let's see, Yager, okay. And so I think, uh, yeah, let's update it later in the program. See if sure. anybody else chimes in, share that with your friends and family and have them weigh in on that topic as well. All right. Well, we all know what time of the evening it is. <laughs> we have news, notes, and nuggets to talk about in our weekly Hobby Happenings segment. So here's a look at this week's Hobby Happenings. Well, let this serve as a warning to shop owners. Uh, two Northeast Ohio sports card businesses uh, located in the Youngstown area um, filed a report Tuesday regarding an incident that took place just after 4 p.m. on May 20th. Reports state that two men came into the store to buy several expensive trading cards, but then later disputed the charges. In total, three cards were purchased valued at $3,750. Now, here's Here's where the scam is. The store owner reported that the credit card offered had a badly scratched swipe strip, which required the card to be entered manually. Mm. The owner stated that the credit card company refunded the transaction without question because the card was not physically swiped. Uh, the bone yard sports cards in addition to Youngstown, also reported an incident regarding two males buying expensive sports cards between 415 and 430 on May 20 that later disputed the charts. At the Boneyard location, the owner reported the purchase of three cards through two separate transactions, totaling just over $2,200. Due to the recent surveillance footage provided by Youngstown Sports Cards, police were able to match it with the Boneyard footage so they know it's the same people, confirming that both in incidents involved the same two men. But unfortunately, no arrests have yet been made. Wow. 
Funko is collaborating with Upper Deck to release their first ever trading card set at the San Diego Comic-Con. Boxes will retail at $189.99 and contain 24 packs and eight cards each. The Chase cards include one-of-one sketch cards and redemption cards that can be exchanged for exclusive Marvel Funko Pop figurines. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, Len Brown is a trading card industry legend. Brown wrote the backs of most of the top sports cards in the 1960s and was on the product development team that created Wacky Packages, Thunder Agents, Mars Attacks, and Garbage Pail Kids. Hmm. He started at Tops in 1959 and spent the next 41 years with the company. That's a nice run. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's, here's more on this industry icon from the card life. Hold on. Just a second. No problem. Did I throw you off because I didn't color code it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just like Playing oh, that's it now. Bad. Here we go. Born and raised in Brooklyn, Lynn Brown's childhood in the 1940s and early 50s revolved around comics and baseball cards. I used to like cut out the comics from the daily paper and I would save them, you know, so I would actually have years worth of comics, you know. <laughs> we lived in a one bedroom apartment and I used to collect the baseball cards. And then when I would have a complete set, that was it, I had it. And then because we didn't have room, my mom would say, well, you know, get rid of this year's set. We, so we would throw it out and I would start collecting the new set. Brown's future took a turn at age 14 when he spotted a newsstand with a Davy Crockett magazine displayed. He sent a letter to the publisher with ideas for future magazines. The publisher was Woody Gelman, also an editor and art director at Topps. I gave him a whole bunch of suggestions, you know, and he actually said, well, I'll stay in touch. We'll find a job for you at Topps. And they did. In 1959, at the age of 18, Lynn Brown began working at Topps. A thing that I remember very fondly, before Topps moved the gum factory down to Duryea, Pennsylvania, where they manufactured the gum, when I would get off the train station and walk the one block to the Topps office, you could actually taste the sugar in the air from all the sugar that was, you know, going. It would actually almost like fall on your tongue. Working in product development, Brown started writing the backs of Topps baseball cards for the 1960 set, a job he continued through most of the 60s. Each team would put out a yearbook, and, and the yearbook would actually have statistics and facts about the ball players. So it would be the easiest thing in the world to just like look at the yearbook that they gave me and write about the ball players. Writing hundreds of notes a year meant there would be inevitable typos. The back of Phillies pitcher Dave Bennett's 1964 card read, Dave is the younger brother of the Phil's ace, Dennis Bennett. The 19-year-old right-handed curveballer is just 18 years old. One of the bosses got a little annoyed at me. That was just like an embarrassing typo, you know. And I remember one of the bosses came in and says, doesn't anyone proofread these things? <laughs> they never fired me, though. <laughs> 
In the 1960s, product research centered around what Top's youngest consumers were most interested in. What we would do a lot of times, we had what you would call test stores where we could go in and talk to the kids and see what their interests were. A lot of times we got good ideas from the kids, you know, because they knew what kids really liked. For 41 years, Lynn Brown worked at Topps. He was the co-creator of Thunder Agents and Mars Attacks. He also worked on the 1962 Civil War set, Garbage Pail Kids, and Star Wars. How often does a person have one job his whole life and work in the same place for 40 years? But they were a very generous company, family-owned business, and I'm proud of what I've done, you know. Okay, here's additional information regarding happenings we know are going on at the National. First, LEAF announced their national promotion. Collectors can choose from a long line of LEAF products, simply purchase on the show floor a sealed box or case from the list and bring it to the LEAF booth. Break it at the booth and you'll receive varying quantities of LEAF national promo packs absolutely free. Each pack contains either a one-of-one one proof or a one-of-one one autographed proof with autograph versions seated roughly one in five promo packs. And as a special bonus, if you open a case, you'll receive 50% more packs as a bonus. So as an example, you'll receive three packs for each 2022 Leaf Metal Soccer box you open. However, if you open a 10-box case, you'll receive the 30 packs from the box, the three per box in the case, plus an additional 15 packs for a total of 45 packs. It's no wonder, Chris, that with a chance to hit nine additional autographs <laughs> on top of what you pull from your boxes, uh, you can understand why it is always one of the most popular promos at the National. Absolutely. Also, BCW Laser Weld nine pocket pages are a quality product made of two layers of thick polypropylene, which are welded with a patented laser process, making more robust pages that lay flat. Why do I mention this? Well, the first 10,000 guests to stop by the BCW booth at the National will receive a free 10 count pack. Very cool. Uh, one other thing that I saw breaking late, uh, it's not uh, on our notes here, but want to make people aware that Cardsmiths is going to have their own booth. Uh, that's the maker of Cryptocurrency, Killer Clown, Street Fighter, on uh, a couple other titles, and they've got a national promo pack redemption, so be sure to stop by oh, Cardsmiths. Cool. But uh, Tickets are still available for what promises to be one of the biggest after-hours events at the National. The Onyx VIP party is scheduled for Thursday, June 27th from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Dave & Buster's in Rosemont. Guests will enjoy all-you-can-eat buffet, unlimited free games, open bar, swag bags, giveaways, professional photos with athletes, and autographed trading cards of each of the attending athletes. 
Well, plus you get to hang out with some of the biggest names in college sports, including projected number one pick in the 2024 MLB draft, Vance Honeycutt. Might remember we pulled an auto mm-hmm. of him. Projected number one pick in the 2025 MLB draft, Ethan Petrie. Well, I know you are high on Chris. Louisiana State University starting quarterback and Heisman candidate Jaden Daniels. Just to name a few, there's many, many more scheduled to attend. You can visit the Onyx authenticated website to purchase your tickets before they sell out. Fantastic. We aren't sure of the specific details, but Blowout Cards has been promoting on their social media channels that they will be giving away autographed photos of this year's number one pick in the NBA draft, Victor Wembanyama. Stop (laughs) by their exhibit space and maybe you can score this sweet deal. That's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. I want to figure out how to do that. Well, Mm -hmm. Signatures for Soldiers is once again the official charity partner of the National Sports Collectors Convention and pristine auction continues their partnership with the organization by providing its services for the auction free of charge. So be sure to stop by the pristine booth to see some of the items available. And for those not familiar with the work of the mission of Signatures for Soldiers, ABC Action News in Tampa recently featured a segment with founder Tim Virgilio. Watch this. Welcome back. Tonight, we introduce you to a St. Petersburg man who is doing everything he can to make sure that our veterans are not forgotten. Sports anchor Kyle Berger here with how he's raising money one signature at a time. Tim Virgilio is a lifelong baseball fan and autograph collector. He's also someone that has an appreciation for our country's military veterans. So he's merged his passions to create the nonprofit Signatures for Soldiers to help those in need. Local legend. Uh... Hulk Hogan. This is one of the bats that uh, Brandon Lau donated. Getting an autograph isn't easy. It is tough. It is tough. You know, here's a near 50-year-old approaching the guy saying, hey, would you sign this for me? Signed helmets, um, so Chris Carter and Mike Allstott helmets. I've gotten really good at telling the elevator story. Here's what it's, you know, before you say yes or no, here's what it's for. Tim asked athletes to sign an item knowing that 100% of the proceeds are going to help homeless and disabled veterans. So this is kind of the back room um, that has become Signatures for Soldiers headquarters. Tim is the founder of Signatures for Soldiers, a nonprofit based out of his home in St. Pete. He started it in 2014 and it has taken off. The original goal was $500, and that was almost nine years ago. <laughs> so it's it, it's developed quite a bit since then. How much so? Yeah, coming up on a quarter million. That's it's surreal to even say that out loud. <laughs> with the money he makes from the signed items, he partners with other nonprofits that specifically help homeless and disabled vets. So we've done everything from Uh, paying for um, homeless veterans to get into affordable housing. We've also purchased beds so they have uh, a safe place to lay their head at night. As more athletes sign on, Signatures for Soldiers can do even more. A lot of times these men and women come back and it it seems like they're forgotten about, um, especially in their times of need. So this is just our way to continue to show them that they're not forgotten about. In St. Petersburg, Kyle Berger, ABC Action News. 
During the height of the recent sports card boom, grading companies were crushed with the volume resulting in the lengthy turnaround times. Now the hobby has four competitive services and increased capacity at each. However, after the recent market correction, volumes as well as wait times are down considerably. As a quick snapshot, you can see that according to Gemrate, a total of 18,600 cards were graded this past Tuesday. You know, I remember that being six digits a day yes. not long ago, right? Mm. Times have changed, Rob. Yes. Times have changed. Mm. Well, a deal with a company that specializes in low-cost international shipping has enabled live breaking and shopping platform Loop to expand to the Canadian market. Loop is available throughout Canada on iPhone and web browsers. The iOS version of the app can obviously be downloaded in the Apple App Store. And web live streams can be accessed at loopTheApp.com. SC Daily reports that according to the company, support for Android devices is coming soon. Nice. Here's a very cool story of a father and daughter business team featured in a recent eBay seller spotlight. Check it out. On the counter of the dime store when you checked out, they would have baseball cards. And I had a paper route and I would collect my money and save my money up and I would start buying baseball cards, just trading them with my friends, sharing with my friends, playing games with them. When I started buying cards again, it made me feel like a kid again. My name's Richard Brooks. My name is Hope Brooks. We are eBay sellers. I remembered buying packs of cards and ripping them open and going through them really quickly, trying to find my favorite player. And it's kind of the same now. Uh, when, I, when I started buying cards, I'd get them in. I'd be waiting for the post to come in. I'd, I'd rip open the package and start going through the cards. And it, it just gave me that same feeling. I got involved when I was in college. When the business first started, I would help my dad out whenever I had time. She was needing a little extra money, but didn't have a lot of time. So I wanted to do something at home. So she came to me and asked me if she could help out. And I thought it was a great idea. I thought it'd be a great opportunity for us to work together. So I started taking the business more seriously when I started noticing that I was having success in selling cards. Also started having success in purchasing cards and I saw that there was a profit in it. So then I started thinking, well, maybe there's a business here. Maybe I can grow this. The name Remember When Cards kind of came from my own experience. Because I started, because of the nostalgia and thinking back when I was a kid, I just thought other people might have the same experience. And I just wanted that brand with our company. I, I, I wanted to remember when cards, I wanted people to, to think back and to have the same feelings I had when I was going through old baseball cards. My dad's always had a really big connection with baseball cards since he was a kid. And it's something he's really passionate about. So being able to kind of build a passion of my own for it while working with him, it's something that only me and him are a part of. So I think that's definitely strengthened our relationship. I actually worked for a chiropractor and I did a lot of like um, front end reception insurance, um, actually full time. And then I kind of just helped my dad whenever I had a chance after work. But then I actually made a lot more money doing this than I did with my full time job. I think eventually I will leave my day job and, uh, and, and, and look at Remember When Cards as a full-time job. I'm kind of gauging where that is right now. Today I want to put all the profits back in the company to grow it as quick as possible and that's working really well. But there will come a day where I will start pulling money out for income.
And unfortunately, an unfortunate story here that isn't redundant. Stephen Lane, the collector and Mickey Mantle fan who recently authored a book that we highlighted about Mickey Mantle's career through images from his extensive collection, says a few of the items he was trying to ship to an auction company were stolen along the Mm. way. Lane told Sports Collectors Daily that he shipped eight items from New Orleans to Heritage Auctions in Dallas via FedEx last Tuesday, but when the sealed package arrived, it held only four. Mm. The the missing items included a one-of-one cut signature card from 2017 Leaf Executive Collection that held autographs of Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Mickey Mantle, and Roger Maris as well as a 1957 Baseball Writers Association of America Award presented to Mantle, a signed and inscribed Mantle book, and a display piece featuring a 1964 World Series ticket and a signed photo of Mantle and some Yankees teammates. Lane says FedEx told him it has begun an investigation, but in the meantime, he's hoping collectors, dealers, and auction companies will keep an eye out for the missing items. Anyone with information should call Crime Stoppers toll free at 877-903-7867. That's 877-903-7867. And that's a look at this week's Hobby Happenings. That's a shame. That really is. It really is. Wow. I would be heartbroken. Mickey Mantle's one of my favorites, so that's that's heartbreaking right there. Yeah, that's that is a bummer mm. for sure. All right, so yeah, a lot going on in the hobby as always. Um, I, I have a feeling there'll be a lot of information coming out from Panini America tomorrow about their redemption program usually the silver packs program, what products are eligible, things of that nature. And so just be paying attention to uh, Twitter and other social media channels tomorrow. All right, gonna switch things up and move to our live. It's up now, it's updated. I'll I'll take it. Which of these first time autograph signers appearing at the national, whose autographs would you want the most? Scott Rowland, baseball player. I remember him as, uh, I guess, uh, a Philly. But that's he was a Philly. Got drafted by, right? And then he went to the Cardinals. But he won his World Series with the Cardinals. Yeah. So he's probably more well-known as a Cardinal. Yeah. Charles Woodson, Michigan man. Yeah. Uh, Packer, Packer, Raider. And then Packers. And then other teams. Ant, of course, is who I voted for. And then other. Yeah, that's good. So... Currently, right now, Charles Woodson's leading the way at 39.8%. But your boy, Anthony Edwards, isn't trailing that much behind him at 35.2%. Scott Rowland's at 20.5%. And other is trailing. It's a good list. Who, now, 4.5. I was uh, clicking around, setting up hobby happenings and everything while you guys talked about this earlier. Who came mm-hmm. up with the list? Rob came up with the list. It's Rob's list. I think it's a good list because you got two Hall of Famers. Yeah. And then a very, very popular young star yeah. as the third. And then, you know, the other, please reply. But, uh, mm. um, but I like there's it. also it's some other great vote. 
There's also some other great names too, James. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got guys like Mike Allstott, Champ Bailey, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, um, wow. Har- Harold Carmichael, Jamal Charles, Mark Carrier, Larry Zonka, Chad I'm Johnson. Excited. These- I'm excited to see the schedule for the main stage. I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of those names pops up there for a second. Oh, that'd be fun. And usually that'd on Wednesday, guys. I feel like on Wednesday evening when it's mm-hmm. open, because it's only open for a little bit on Wednesday evening, they right. will, um, I see Rob's back here, uh, but I'm going to finish what I was saying. But Wednesday evening, they, don't they do, and Rob can confirm, don't they do like a signing off on the side of the stage? Um, typically, there has been a VIP signer. Ralph Sampson, right, a year or two ago? Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember him doing that. Uh, All right. But we don't know. During hobby happenings, we alluded to a promotion that they have going on regarding their laser, brand new laser weld protective pages. So a couple things come to mind right away. First, super light. Second, a totally lay flat. And there's less seam. There's less like glue and stuff. So the cards just show off better. Mm -hmm. So I'll read this to you, this accompanying insert. Uh, BCW is proud to introduce our new premium nine pocket protective pages. Our laser well pages are head and shoulders above any other poly pages available on the market. First, as the name suggests, these pages are welded using a laser. Our patented manufacturing process gives a thinner weld line compared to hot press or sonic welding while also being stronger. Thinner lines put more focus on the cards, making them aesthetically superior as well. On the subject of looks, you'll quickly notice that when in a binder, they sit flat and smooth. Other manufacturing methods can make the material wavy or curved, which as someone who has tons of binders, I can attest to. The flat laser weld page minimizes glare, making displays and photos more attractive. And the flatness of the pages also lets you get more pages per binder, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's great. Finally, there is a difference you may not see, but you can feel, uh, as we mentioned, two heavy-duty 115 micron polypropylene sheets, acid-free archival properties, thicker material adds an extra buffer between your collection and any spill scratches or other damage that may occur. So very cool. Um, And you'll be able to pick up a 10-pack just like this at the BCW booth if you're one of the first 10,000 people to visit. But they were so nice, they sent me three 10-packs to give away. Oh, wow. And not only did they do that, they included three of their awesome binders, one from basketball, football, and baseball. So... I cannot ship those this weekend as I'm getting ready for the national and leaving Monday. But when I get back, I will ship three lucky winners, each a binder and a pack of the all new laser weld pages. Okay. So, so three I'll, I'll winners. I'll put a tweet out there about that as well, Rob. 
Sounds good. Okay. <coughs> we already updated the poll question during my interlude. And uh, so now, um, before we tackle uh, just four products that in addition to uh, Chronicles NBA Basketball, there's four other new releases. We'll check those out and hot in the shop. But first, part one of two parts with Ezra Levine, former CEO and original founder of Collectible, is on to greener pastures with a different venture project. Check this out and we'll be back to dive into hot in the shop and our Chronicles trifecta. All right, I'm pleased to be joined this morning with Ezra Levine. You might know him as the former CEO of Collectible, but he's on to a brand new venture and we're gonna learn all about it today. Welcome back to the hot seat, Ezra, how are you? Rob, always, always a pleasure to be with you. Well, I appreciate that, you as well. So let's talk about uh, your new venture. Um, what is the name of the platform and give our viewers an idea of what you're hoping to accomplish and how it differentiates itself in the marketplace. Name of the new platform is called Mascot. And uh, as I promised Dr. Beckett, I wouldn't do, but I continue to do it. Uh, we came up with a name. We happen to love the name Mascot. But when I told it to Dr. Beckett, he said, that was, that's brilliant. It's, it's a beautiful acronym. And I said, acronym? We actually were not even attempting to create an acronym. <laughs> we said, mascot, multi-sales channel technology. And I said, you know what? Uh, brilliant. I'm going to steal that, and I will give you credit where credit is due. So uh, nice. sort of an acronym now, but it's multi-asset multi, multi -asset sales channel optimization technology. But essentially, to, to simplify it, uh, in our opinion, it is the easiest way to manage your collection and by far the easiest way to actually look to sell items not just on one marketplace, but also multiple marketplaces. We think there's a real pain point around uh, listing items for sale uh, and to maximize eyeballs as a seller. And so we were determined to uh, build a tool that really makes the not only just the managing journey of one's collection very easy, but specifically the selling journey as well. Uh, so you know, how, how it really works is you know, we partnered up with all the grading companies uh, you know, the, the, the big four and, and tag who's certainly emerging. So we, uh, we have API direct feeds into them. When you upload uh, your items onto Mascot, incredibly easy. Uh, you can either drag and drop images. You can upload a spreadsheet that you already have. You can enter in serial numbers. You can do this all in bulk or in one. Uh, the metadata essentially from the API feeds will read all the data you need to create, uh, you know, sort of a, a listing of that. And then, you know, you can create a marketplace listing uh, through any of our integrated channels right now, eBay, MySlabs, Shopify, which gets you Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So essentially you can create, by creating one listing on Mascot, you can really create about 10 listings and blast it out to as many eyeballs as possible. Interesting. I Definitely a pain point of listing cards in multiple marketplaces. So that bodes the question that I'm sure a lot of people are asking themselves right now. Can I sell on Comp C at the same time? Comp C has been pretty heavily requested. As of right now, the answer is no. Uh, I, I hope to chat with them at the national and see how we can integrate. We have a lot of other conversations with a lot of marketplaces, ones that uh, are both around and prominent and ones that are yet to uh, have really hit the market yet, but that are coming. And I think you know the perspective of the marketplaces we've 
spoken to is that Mascot is a really awesome way. If you're a marketplace, Mascot's a really awesome way to essentially get inventory in the door without you having to go out and sort of acquire the uh, users one by one or really fight for that consignment. A lot of the existing marketplaces that you know haven't really adopted a peer-to-peer model, I think we're also realizing peer-to-peer or at least some form of it uh, is the most uh, scalable form of you know sort of acquiring inventory for sale as long as you know sellers are trusted and reputable. And so, you know, I think Mascot can do a lot to uh, really help scale those marketplaces. And is the URL just mascot.com? I wish, I wish. We, we, we're working hard for that mascot.com. Mascot's a, a fairly common name. So it's with Mascot, W-I-T-H, Mascot, M-A-S-C-O-T.com. All right, let's talk about uh, the user experience as far as selling. Um, how is the site? How are you monetizing it? Are there fees associated for listing or are there final value fees? Talk a little bit about that. Sure. So the experience of using the platform, and obviously, you know, you should take what I say with a grain of salt. I'm the most biased person uh, in the room when it comes to mascot, but it is incredibly easy. We've had users who've come and uh, uploaded hundreds, if not thousands of items, and literally a kitchen knob within two minutes, they've not only sunk their entire collection, but they've created marketplace listings for MySlabs, eBay, Shopify. They've created their own Shopify stores. You know, so what would have taken hours, days, now takes minutes. It's an unbelievably cool innovation. I think it's really something that when people see it, when they experience it, it sort of does create that wow factor, that little magical factor. And so we're really excited to, 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 to really get the word out. In terms of fees, uh, we are keeping the basic inventory management and multi-sales channel tools free. So there's no charge of any kind. Uh, we are working on a freemium model, which really means that there's going to be a free tier. And if you want more advanced features, uh, that probably will be something that people will pay for uh, over time. But again, the, the the basic features will be free. We're also working on commercial arrangements with you know other vendors, marketplaces to be able to create a, a, a real sufficient business model out of this. Are you limited in what you can list in terms of is it graded cards only or raw is okay? We uh, recently expanded the capabilities of the platform. So now uh, what you can essentially sync to the platform are graded sports cards, graded non-sports cards, TCG, uh, and comics. And any of those categories, you can also do it raw. So if it's ungraded, it's not a problem. Uh, you can uh, primarily, uh, the way to kind of get those items in the system is through a spreadsheet. So if you have a spreadsheet, just create a CSV out of that spreadsheet and you can upload it. And the software should be sophisticated enough to read it. You can also enter it manually all the all the details one by one. So what, whatever is easier for you, but raw is absolutely supported uh, and something that you know we're, we're pretty excited about. Is the system still in a beta phase or is this 100% official ready to go and just tweaking as you go along? As someone who's, who's worked in new technologies for a long time, uh, I feel like every everything is always kind of in a beta phase. <laughs> There's always changes that you're making, and it's always scary when you kind of remove that beta tag. We're not even using the beta tag. Uh, it, you know, our software, we feel really good about it. Obviously, we'll continue to improve it over time. Uh, but, you know, the, the early feedback and people have used it is, uh, wow, you know, it's really powerful and, you know, easily the kind of fastest way to sell items in multiple marketplaces uh, and certainly, you know, one of the fastest and not the fastest way to actually upload and keep track of your collection. All right. So we'll take um, a view of the second part of that uh, once we put Chris to work pulling prize winners later this evening. Yeah. All right. Uh, as mentioned, 
four additional products releasing this week that are sure to be hot in the shop. First up, impeccable soccer cards from Panini America. Four autograph cards, one additional autograph or memorabilia card, plus one metal insert card, one parallel, and one base card in every box. Back for the 2022-23 Premier League season with a full roster of limited inserts on card autographs, metal cards, and much more. All 20 Premier League teams are included in the collection. Mm. Uh, collect them all, starting with a 150-card base set uh, featuring hobby-exclusive parallels. I don't know if you noticed that the lights flickered. If I do lose power, Ooh. go ahead and finish hot in the shop. It'll take a minute for our generator to kick in. Sure. And I'll come back. Um, 150 card base set with hobby exclusive parallels. Uh, new this year, Hall of Fame autograph insert celebrating select inductees into the Premier League Hall of Fame. Metal bar case hits with one ounce ignits of precious metals like gold or silver. Yeah, like that one there. Hmm. Or uh, with the Premier, not or, with the Premier League logo on the ignit. Rookie metal takes the best young players in the Premier League and emblazes them onto all metal cards as well. In stores and breakers now and the checklist, thanks to Chris, is on gogts.net. 2023 Panini Select UFC Trading Cards delivers two autograph cards, one memorabilia card plus 12 prisms and nine inserts or insert prisms in every box. Select UFC returns with an all-new, highly anticipated rookie class that is sure to get collectors amped up to add those future stars to their collections. Uh, the configuration is 12 boxes, 12 packs, and five cards. Find autographs, memorabilia, and autograph memorabilia hits from rookie signatures, octagon action, sparks, and many more. Chase a variety of hobby exclusive inserts, including sensations and, and new, as well as the ultra rare color wheel for the first time in UFC Select. Uh, collect a unique three-tiered base set of select with concourse, premier level, and octagon side cards. Collect a variety of hobby-exclusive parallels, including the iconic gold prisms and black prisms. Also chase the ultra-rare octagon side silver prisms. Now, the checklist is close, okay? I'll tell you that. It should probably be ready, I would think, by tomorrow from Panini America. The way that they do their checklist, it goes in waves. So I've been watching it every so often this week just to see where it's at. And it looks like it's almost complete. So if you're into select UFC, be on the lookout tomorrow. Hopefully the checklist will be ready. And if we if it is ready, it'll be on the website tomorrow, gogts.net. Very good. All right. Also from Panini America this week. 2023 Panini Prism Baseball, delivering three autograph cards, four silver prisms, plus 12 hobby-exclusive inserts, and eight hobby-exclusive Hyper, Pulsar, Ruby Wave, or Ice Prism parallels in every box. Yes, the hobby-exclusive inserts are new for 2023, and look for new designs as well, like Future Supers, Pot of Gold, and Second 
to none. Um, let's talk a little bit about those 12 hobby exclusive inserts, shall we? Well, Manga makes its yeah. baseball debut and Color Blast returns, so that's cool. And the five hobby exclusive inserts, Prismatic, Future Supers, Pots of Gold, Fireworks, and Seconds to None. A robust 300-card base set will keep set builders uh, busy. There's six new hobby parallels as well. Green, Scope, Black Gold, Orange Wave, and Ruby Wave. Plus also look for those four silvers as we mentioned as well. Nice. 2023 Leaf Vibrance Multi-Sport Trading Cards delivers two premium autograph cards in every box. Look for amazing enhancements and exciting new signers. Look for one of the most impressive multi-sport checklists in hobby history. So in uh, configurations, 10 boxes in two cards. Some of the new signers for 2023 Leaf Vibrance include uh, Rafael Nadal, Carlos Alcaraz. Uh -huh. Kevin Timely. <laughs> yes. Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Patrick Ewing, James Harden, Charles Leclerc, Sergio Perez, David Ortiz, Mike Piazza, your boy James, Anthony Edwards, Miguel Cabrera, Trey Young, Endrick, and more. Find a wide variety in, of uniquely themed autograph sets, including Supernatural, The Temple of Boom, Naturals, Global Graphs, The Paladines, and more. Look for the dual autographs, triple autographs, and quad autographs. Plus, chase multi-sign cards on the front and back like Signature 6 and Signatures 8. The checklist is on the website. Check it out at gogts.net. Leaf Vibrance. Looks like a very nice set. And that's a look at what's hot in the shop. Yeah. Very cool. I think it's time to put you to work. Yeah. There's like while six you, <laughs> While you are pulling winners, um, we're going to roll part two of our interview with Ezra Levine. And I'm going to pull lot winners from those other two products. We'll be back to announce tonight's winners and wrap it up. Any future plans to incorporate aspects that would include um, other tiers or verticals, whether that be uh, collectible figures or sealed boxes? Um, I mean, what's the plans for the future? Great, great question. Yeah, we, we want to be in every collectible category possible. Uh, you know, I'd say that the number one category that we're not in that's been the most requested by a long shot so far is sealed wax and a sealed product, uh, which is prim probably primarily coming from, uh, you know, hobby stores and big dealers, distributors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we are working hard to uh, enable wax where we're also going to partner with uh, with companies who provide essentially pricing on wax. So not only can you, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, sort of manage your collection and sell, you know, some of the wax, but you can also figure out what it's worth. I should also mention uh, we are uh, integrating with a company called Card Hedge, who uh, has, I, I think, the, the, the largest uh, database uh, of card pricing out there. So you'll be able to, when you, you know, kind of come into Mascot, not only manage, but also see what it's worth. On the comic book side, we're partnering with a company called GPA, who's also a pretty reputable, uh, you know, sort of uh, pricing tool, pricing database for comics as well. So on, in the development stage, did you have to talk with the various platforms that you wanted to sell on to incorporate their a API into your software model? 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so, so much of this business is relationships and, you know, that's, that's one thing that, you know, the, the, the team at mascot, you know, was able to do was bring a lot of great relationships uh, from, you know, from, from a lot of experience within, within this industry to be able to open those doors. So, you know, when we first came on board, we didn't have a lot of these API feeds, we've gotten the API feeds, integrated the API feeds. And now as a result of that, the platform is anywhere between 100 to 200 times faster. So when people come in and they just see how quickly things are loading, how much data is being read, uh, and then how quickly you can integrate and sell on multiple channels, a lot of that uh, is through direct API feed, and that's really what makes it so fast. What's the, the turnaround time on the platforms? Let's say, so I've listed on, you know, six platforms, let's say, and eBay is one of them but I sold it on, it's sold on my slabs. Is it instantaneous that it's delisted from the other platforms? Lo lo love that question because I think, you know, people who have experience with listing things in multiple marketplaces, that is a massive pain point. Oh and my gosh, I've been burned so many times. Like, wait a minute, did I sell that? Where did I, oh, I did sell that. Did I not pull it down from there? Ugh. Yeah, it's created a lot of pain points for both buyers and sellers. I'm sure a lot of people have had the experience of buying something and then someone saying, oh, sorry, I actually sold it on a different marketplace. Or uh, if you go to sell on different channels, either you forget where you listed it or you then have to go back and you have to you have to remove all the listings and hope that in the time that it takes you to remove the listing that someone didn't buy it, which could, which could affect your rating. Mascot solves all of that. It's one of the coolest things that I love about the platform. Uh, it's instantaneous. So cool. uh, the, the software will instantaneously read when it sells in one marketplace and instantaneously automatically remove it from all of the listings. You do not have to worry about double sales. Wow. Now, I mean, from a programming and backend standpoint, that seems like that might've been one of the bigger challenges or not really. I'm not, I'm not a backend guy, so I don't know, but that seems like, ooh. Uh, I'm blessed to have a really great product team who are far smarter than I will ever be. Uh, so, uh, I've left that to the, to the brain uh, children amongst them. But yes, we, we have a great product team uh, who built great technology. And that's certainly a feature that um, you know, we're, we're proud of. Nice. So what else should people know about the platform? Will you be at the national? Are you available to talk to people? Is it being showcased? Um, Give us some idea of what you're doing to grow the business from getting in front of collectors. Certainly, yeah. So we will be at the National. We'll be in booth 329 in, in the corporate section. We'll be doing demos all week. We arrive on Tuesday. Don't need till Sunday. So we want people to, to, to see it. I think it's really a product that once people see it and they experience it, uh, it's fairly addicting. And, uh, you know, you kind of realize that it was hard to live life without it. And I, I know I'm not. <laughs> saying that, but uh, it's not just me saying this. We've had, you know, uh, thousands of people who have signed up and, and all feel, uh, you know, the, the exact same. The other thing I should say is that, uh, you know, we're, we're aggressively expanding what marketplaces you can sell into. As of right now, it's eBay, MySlabs, Shopify, which gives you Amazon, all the social media platforms. The goal is to get as many marketplaces uh, as possible up there and to integrate with as many as possible. You know, our view is that, you know, when you maximize eyeballs on the sale, it makes everything better, right? I think as a, when you go to sell something, a lot of pain points with it, a cool data point that uh, I think is, is worth noting is that there's 10 times as many buyers of collectibles as there are sellers of collectibles. And there's probably a whole host of theories as to why that could be, but I think one uh, that to me feels obvious is that it's so much easier to buy than it is to sell. 
it's so much easier to click one mm -hmm. or two buttons to buy something than it is to go through the whole process and then shipping and all that stuff. Uh, so this really is a tool that dramatically speeds up, you know, how quickly you're able to get items listed. And by listing not just on one marketplace, but on multiple marketplaces, you're increasing eyeballs, which should create faster conversions. People don't want their inventory to sit and sit and sit. So with Mascot, you're showing it to as many eyeballs as possible, uh, which hopefully should make for easier sales, faster sales, and who knows, hopefully better, higher price sales as well if you if you attract the right buyer. Am I correct in assuming that this um, platform applies strictly uh, at this point in time for fixed price listings? So uh, if you're selling on multiple platforms simultaneously, only fixed price. Okay. You do have the ability to do auctions. So right now we've partnered up with eBay. So you can uh, create eBay auctions directly from your inventory. Obviously, uh, you know, you can't do multiple auctions at the same time. Though I've said before, and I, I think some at some point in time, I think it'd be pretty cool if this industry got to a place where uh, multiple auction houses could be running the same item for auction and whoever brings the highest price would essentially win that fee. I don't know how we do that, but I think it'd be, it'd be a pretty cool thing if similarly to how you can list multiple places for fixed price to maximize eyeballs, you could also do multiple auctions all running the same auction concurrently. And again, whoever brings the highest price wins that commission. I think that's a, a really cool model, uh, mm -hmm. probably you know a little futuristic there, but yes, to, to answer your question more directly, fixed price uh, is where you can get multi-sales channels. So you can have fixed price listings on a whole host of marketplaces simultaneously, auctions, just eBay for now. Well, I'll be very curious to know how your conversation with Tim Getch goes at CompC. Uh, he's always, you know, obviously he's a very smart guy with a tech background as well. And um, I'd love to be a fly on the wall during that conversation because uh, he's he's a bright cookie like yourself. So um, one more time, tell people what the URL is and what your booth is number at the national is so they can experience firsthand website is www.withmascot.com social handles is at with mascot all across all platforms booth 329 uh, at the national will be there tuesday all the way through sunday so please come by check us out if you have any questions when signing up feel free to contact us we're incredibly responsive uh, and we would love feedback truly my direct email is Ezra with Mascot, or you can contact our support, support at withmascot.com. Awesome. Ezra, I really appreciate the time. Best of luck Always on Mascot. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Right. We have 22 winners tonight. <laughs> so while we let Chris finish up, 22 that poll. winners. Look who took the lead in the poll. Get out. Yeah. Mr. Edwards himself. Mm hmm 40.9% to Charles Woodson at 33.9. Scott Rowland at 20.5. 4.7 saying other. And yeah, about 130 people weighing in. So looks like uh, there's still a little. Nope. Final results. Anthony Edwards pulls it out in the end. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. How are you coming, Chris? Almost. I still have to do one more. I'm almost done. Well, this, let me. This, uh, uh, the prize picker is being a little slow, unfortunately, but. Let me uh, take care of some programming notes. Obviously, sure. we're going to be off next week. 
uh, as that your Go GTS Live team will be at the National Sports Collectors Convention in Chicago. But two things: pay attention to Go GTS Live Twitter account, where there'll be lots of content from the show floor. To Instagram help you too. Feel like you're there, and Instagram. And be sure to check out our live stream of activities on the main stage. So lots of ways to connect with us still and uh, to feel like you're we'll try to bring you as much of the national for those that can't make it to the national. And again, if you are going to be there, please obviously stop by the main stage and say hi introduce yourself if we haven't met you or just remind us of your name even if we've met you before yes. so we look forward to seeing lots of fans we hope i think i'm good to go all right so we have 22 winners remember the bcw laser weld pages and binders are going to sh get shipped out the weekend after I get back, most likely. So from the national, because I'm just not going to be able to get boxes for those in time, uh, doing everything I need to do to get ready to leave. But everything else I'll get shipped card wise. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Yep. Man, 22 winners. Oh, yeah. What was, what was I thinking? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I like to be generous. You do it up. It's good. All right. That's going to do it for us here at go gts live the hobbies web show again we'll catch us in chicago at the national sports collectors convention next week we'll be back with a regular episode most likely the week following the national although we might take off depending on what we come back to work wise all right but uh, that's going to do it for now everybody have a great weekend and you know what to be doing. Always be collecting. Good night, James. Good night, Chris. Thanks.